Welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of the Blue Jays Way Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Prosick, and joined always by big boy Curtis Martin. Not that he's big in size, but, you know, big in stature. <laughs> big in stature that was a terrible and, intro. And uh, importance in my life, because he's a good co-host. Curtis, Aww. what's up? I mean, you saved it all about the end there, but yeah. Jesus, he was off to a rough start. Hey, you gotta wait. For, you gotta wait for the finale to wrap it up. You know, like Vlad said, last year was only the trailer. This year's the movie. There you go. You gotta wait for the whole movie. How, how's it? How's it hanging? How's it hanging, boss man? Um. Well, I'm getting past my cold from last week, as everyone could probably hear, and I apologize in advance. Uh, my mic is not in Guelph. I am in Guelph as of the time of this recording. So. If my volume sounds a little bit like it's going through Beats headphones, that's because it is. Um, it's, it sounds pretty good, to be honest with you. So, yeah, but I'm glad that we're, like, I'm just glad that we're, like, you know, week seven, we're back into swing of things. Like, we're talking every week about the Blue Jays, and I'm happy. Except yeah. for the fact that the Blue Jays sucked this week, but that's fine. We can get into that. Yeah, I mean, definitely lots to talk about. Um Lots going on this week. Mother's Day is this weekend. So, you know, when you're listening to this, uh, if you're a mom, happy Mother's Day. Mom, I know you're listening. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Um, um, but yeah, I guess we can get right into it. The offense sucks. And, you know, it's <laughs> it's tough to say that this isn't going to continue. And I know it's not going to continue, especially with, you know, what's coming this week. And we'll get into that more. But um it's really tough to see. Like, this is not what you would have thought that our pitching is carrying us to start the year. And, you know, we're 16 and 11. That's a good record. That's, that's good. It's, it's fine. It's early. There's lots coming, lots going on. I think a lot of teams would take 16 and 11. Exactly. Especially the, the teams we had to face to start the year. Like it's still like, I don't think, let me pull up the schedule real quick. The first easy quote-unquote team we face is Cincinnati and that's the end of May Yeah. so we should also be being Cleveland but that's another story yeah that's true as well but we don't and then we don't play teams like Detroit who's better but still not there yet until June and then we finally play Baltimore on June 13th so lots it's similar to last year where the the teams who are considered weaker didn't come until the summer months and you know that's kind of what's happening again but anyways, slow offense. That is that is our first little little blurb of today. League wide offense is down. And Curtis was Curtis and I were talking about this before we started recording. Um, you know, pitch. I think pitchers have Chris Bassett. I think complained about dead balls, uh, and he's a pitcher too. Like he knows these balls suck. Like they're trying to. I don't know. Like the. There's a lot of different contributing factors to why the balls are considered dead right now. Um, the weather has to do with it. Um, the MLB obviously tainted the balls. Um, they've been playing around with them the last couple of years to find a sweet spot. Right now, not they're not very good. Like The only guys who are hitting home runs are guys who consistently hit deep home runs. Like I'm pretty sure what uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. only has one or two. Alejandro Kirk just hit his first one last night. Like there's a lot of people who, who are not hitting home runs as regularly as they do. And to again, put in, to, to put this into perspective, Tyler, I want to bring up the stats. Do you, can you guess who has the worst batting average as a team so far this year? Cincinnati. 
No, but they are also in the NL. Uh, mm, I feel like I read this the other day. They're in the NL. Um, is it Arizona? It is Arizona. Arizona is hitting 191 right now to start the season. And they have a good record now. They're like 500, Ooh. I'm pretty sure. I don't think they do. I'd have to double check that. Give me two seconds. Uh, they are standings. Uh, yeah, they're 13 uh, and 13. Just saw right here. Yeah. That's wild. Who would have well, I mean, and when, and when we say we have a bad offense, in comparison to the league, we're ninth in the league right now in offense. In yeah. batting average, at least. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. We can't score when runners get in scoring position. Our, 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 um, our team average with running in scoring position, if I can pull this up really quickly. I just know it's it's not good at all. And that's something you need to improve on before <clears throat> the dog days of the season come uh, come about. Like, it's, it's just bad. Um, right now, as a team, we are hitting 168 with runners in scoring position, which is just terrible. It's this just, is the 18th in the league in total run score with 102. Yeah. And if you, if you can guess – okay, Curtis – who are our top three in OPS when runners are in scoring position? So they either get on base or they hit it. In the league, like in terms of teams? No, in, in, on, on the Jays. On the Jays, uh, Vlad. Vlad is number two. Uh, I want to say Santiago Espinal. Espinal, where are you? Espinal is not the leader in OPS when runners are in scoring position. When runners are in scoring position, oh, I yes. don't know. Uh, Vlad is definitely up there. Uh, Springer? He is fourth, I think. Uh, fourth. Yeah, I can. Oh, no, he's yeah. fifth. He's fifth. Okay, so in limited at-bats, number one is Teoscar Hernandez. Well, that doesn't – that's – he played like three games this year. That's kind of he, cheating. He played six games. N- number Whatever. two. Regardless, that's going to transition us into our next topic. Number two is Vladdy. And number three, I think it's close. No, it is not. Number three is Zach Collins. Actually, you know what? I should have guessed Zach Collins. Zach Collins has been playing good. He is our, overall, he is our best hitter with runners in scoring position with a 308 average. Uh, 3-0 on base percentage doesn't walk. 615 slugging and 923 OPS. Yeah. I mean, he's also striking a lot out a lot. Um, as is Bradley Zimmer, who is gonna be fantastic to be on the bench every day when uh Teoscar gets back. And boom, that transitions us. Teoscar Hernandez. Um he's been rehabbing in Dunedin the past, I think, two, three days, and he's hit two home runs so far um in like two games and he he went two for four with a home run and a walk while the jays played cleveland last night in dunedin so he's ready to come back from what i can tell um Mm -hmm. and it's it's rumored that he's going to be returning in this cleveland series um 
are you excited to see him back? And how, how much do you think he's going to help the team as a whole? I think uh, we brought it up, but even like if Teo comes back, there's still a lot of issues with this lineup. Like Teo coming back can't make Bobachet finally be able to get a base hit. You know, I'm not saying that he can't hit. I'm just saying that right now he's only hitting for extra bases when he does hit, and he can't find those times where he just squeaks the single. Like that's the great thing about Vlad, right? You know, you said that he's second, but in my opinion, he's first because Teo's only played six games, which is the smallest sample size on planet Earth. And that's what we like to see with Vlad. Like in that New York game on Wednesday, he just shot a ball to left field for a single, scored a run. And that was the game-winning run. Jays win 2-1. Nothing fancy. Didn't need the double. Didn't need the home run to give the Jays a lead. We want to see Vlad hit home runs. We want to see the Jays hit home runs. But what the Jays need to do more, as you kind of alluded to with the how bad their their like percentages or batting averages, sorry, on when people are on base or are in scoring position, is because I think they're trying to swing too much for the fences. And I think that you know Vlad doesn't do that. Vlad goes up, he looks for what he's given, he gets the single, scores on the run. That's just what this lineup needs to do, and they need to stop striking out, like especially Chapman and Zimmer and Collins, like you already alluded to, all those guys. I've been striking out way too much. Like, especially Matt Chapman. I know everyone knows I've kind of been on this case since episode one of the the season actually starting about, you know, a guy to watch out for for him struggling. And I think it's officially time to, like, semi hit the panic button or to realize that, you know, he's going to be a 200 strikeout guy this year. He's going to hit 25 home runs, but he's going to strike out, like, 250 times a season and I guess your you, your argument would be well we have enough offense we just need him to play great defense and run into a home run every once in a while but we don't have great offense right now so what we need is we need him to get on base we need him to do more than just either hit a home run or strike out because that's basically what his offensive game is right now and for what we paid for him I would like to see a little bit more offensively but yeah the same goes with Bo like you want this big contract? We talked about it a little bit last week. Start hitting. I know he hit a little bit better in the Yankee series, as well as that Astros series. And he, I'm pretty sure he had a good night last night. He was like four for four last night, wasn't he? Uh, three for four, four for four. Up there. I, I'm gonna talk about it in a sec. I'll tell you that it might be surprising. Um, are you are you finished talking? I don't want to. Yeah, you can go. You can take. Okay, it okay. So, to my surprise, and I think you'd be surprised to hear this as well. Bo's actually over the last seven days has been the team's best hitter. He's hitting 379 with 400 OPP and a 586 slugging percentage. He's heating up. So he's starting to pick up the fastball now. Um, and it's a good time to start heating up uh, in, in that two spot because Teo is returning to the four spot. And I think when Teo gets back, it's going to balance the lineup a bit. Um, I, we, we talked about this a lot in the beginning, uh, of the season two of the podcast. Um, when he gets back, it, it just takes away pitches. It takes away difficult pitches and, you know, it extends the lineup that much further. Like Teo is an all-star hitter. You know, he was an all-star last year and he's back-to-back silver slugger, uh, winner in, in the American league for right fielders. Um, so it's going to be a boost when Teo gets back in this lineup. And I think, um, you know, we always talk about how hitting's contagious. Like it, it is true. 
um, it, it does, you know, end up happening a lot when you see guys hitting people follow it up, at least for the blue Jays. And if Teo gets back here and he starts hitting, you know, Vlad's always hitting um, and Bo seems to be warming up. It could be a perfect time for him to get in here and like boost the team up. And I think Teo boosts the team's morale as well. Like he's such an infectious, infectious, positive dude um, that it's going to be great for the team for him to get back in because it shifts things in the outfield as well. You know, Gurriel will stay in left field. Uh, it'll kick Tapia out of the lineup uh, on, on a daily basis. So you, you'll be looking at Gurriel, Chapman, I'm Chapman, Gurriel, Springer, and Hernandez on an everyday basis kind of thing. And, you know, you'll slot in Zach Collins and Bradley Zimmer. Well, Bradley Zimmer will probably stay on the bench for most of the time, except when we need a pinch runner or defensive replacement because he is an exceptional defender. Um you know, it's just the, the outfield becomes more solidified. And I think that's going to be big for the team as well. Just putting out a similar lineup every day. Zach Collins will get in against uh, lefties sometimes or against righties. Yeah, against righties. Uh, and as will Tapia as well. So um, it's, it's going to be, it's, I think things are going to start to even out in the next couple of days slash weeks. Hopefully next week when we're talking, uh let's see when we're probably going to be recording next week at the end of the yankees two game series hopefully by the end of that we will be talking about a uh, offense that has uh you know picked up the fire a little bit more and going into this cleveland series too curtis you can talk about this a bit if you'd like um we have gosman stripling and manoa going up in these last three games and i think that's you know the Gosman start, if Teo returns tonight, which the Gosman start is tonight as of recording this podcast on uh, May 6th, you need to win this game. Like, you know, he's he's likely going to put up a great game like he has been to start the year. You need to give him some runs. And same with that Manoa start on, on Sunday. Stripling's been great so far this year. Um, so I'm excited. I'm actually really, I like watching Ross Stripling because one, his curveball is so interesting to me. And two, it's just it's fun to see what he brings every every week. Um, he, he's it seems like he can be a new guy every week, but so far he's been great. Um, on that Gosman and Manoa starts, you like you have to put up runs or else what's going to happen? Like you're not, they're going to give you a great six seven innings, but you need to score to win the game. Um, so yeah, what what do you think about this Cleveland series and how how we match up with them? Uh, first, before I, I want to talk about that. Oh, well, also, one of those matchups is going to be against Shane Bieber, which yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people nice. forget about. Um, and Shane Bieber is one of the best pitchers in the league, so I think it's going to be a really good matchup tonight. Uh, too bad that for Tyler – oh, wait, no. Never mind. The Panthers don't play tonight. They played last night, so yes, you will be able to watch night. the game um, yes, fully with all of your attention. That's going to be a great game. But I want to talk a little bit about Ross Ripley because I think he's a big – topic that we're not really talking about in the sense that through his all four of his starts he hasn't given up more than three earned runs so far and he's faced good offenses against you know he went he only went four innings against new york but you know he's consistently giving you five four innings you know only two or one run normally so he's he's doing a good job and i think as they build him up i wonder if 
he sticks in the rotation because he's been playing that well. He's been pitching that well. He's got 15 strikeouts in 19 innings so far this season. The whip's a little high, but I mean, he's kind of a more of a contact pitcher than a strikeout pitcher, so that's going to happen. Um, but I think when you look at, you know, what Ross is doing right now, I think, you know, I, we'll get into this a little bit later because I know you want to bring it up, Tyler, but I think there's an argument to be made that he should stay in the rotation and not go back to the bullpen because, I mean, Kikuchi pay, pitched well a little bit in New York. We didn't talk about that, but Kikuchi had a good outing in the last game in New York to, to salvage the series and get that last win before almost getting swept. Um, but beyond that, Kikuchi's really been not reliable so far this season. And from what we've seen of Hunjin Ryu, he's been less reliable than Kikuchi. So I think, you know, while Hunjin Ryu is going to be making his way back eventually, I think that Ross Rippling's a good piece. And I think the Jays should win this series, going back to what you asked me originally. Like, I don't know how the Jays don't win the series. I mean, last night was a tough game for Brios. And I think if Brios has a good outing like he normally does, the Jays win that game last night. Yep. But I think we kind of started seeing last night, like you said, uh, Tyler, that this offense is starting to kind of fire up a little bit. And I think that, you know, pretty sure that Toronto's always played well against Cleveland, no matter where each team is at. They've always faced Cleveland really well. And uh, shout out my family in Cleveland. I got a bunch of people out there, so shout out them. Sorry, the Indians are not good this year, but that's fine. Um, I just think that it's going to be an interesting series. I mean, tonight you have arguably our best pitcher against arguably their best pitcher in Gosman and Shane Bieber. And then Manoa should dominate on Mother's Day, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. And I think that we should take at least two of three of the series because, I mean, I say that, but also they have some of the hottest hitters in the MLB right now when it comes to, like, just – getting on base and hitting for OPS and, and Ramirez, which hurts a little bit for Jays fans because, you know, we wanted him to be on our team. We wanted him to, uh, you know, we wanted him to to be a part of this offense, but, you know, obviously didn't work out. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be really tough because they do have a lot of great um, hitters this year, but I, at the same time, in the same respect, it's going to be interesting to see how the Jays can deal with Shane Bieber tonight, get that win. But then beyond that, uh, Cleveland always has a good pitching. So we'll see how the Jays can handle that and see if – well, the guy I'm watching the most this uh, series is Bo to see if Bo can keep on staying hot. And so far he has. So hopefully we can see that. And then obviously, like you said, Tyler, Teo coming back at some point in the series, and then that will just make the offense that much better. Yeah, exactly. And and you touched on it a bit, but Ryu should, Hyunjin Ryu should be nearing a return within the next, you know, start or two. Um, as will Danny Jansen, I believe he's not too far away as well. I think he was a bit behind Teoscar Hernandez. So maybe look out for uh, a Danny Jansen return the next homestand, uh, I, I would think is a good ballpark <laughs> um, in, in assuming he might return. And that would be against the uh, Seattle Mariners on May 16th uh, against former Blue Jays Cy Young winner Robbie Ray is supposed to open that series for the Mariners. 
um, which we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but as for Ryu, I was listening to Blair and Barker yesterday on the way to the train, I think, on the radio. And um, they, they were touching on a possibility of what to do with Ryu. And they were basically saying, so Ryu is not a bullpen pitcher. Like, he won't succeed in the bullpen. Um, so what, what I, I don't know if it was Jeff Blair or Kevin Barker who suggested it, but what they were suggesting was a Ryu stripling piggyback role for every Ryu start. So what would happen is Ryu would go, you know, three, four innings, because he usually starts nowadays starts to fall apart in the fifth or sixth. So you get four innings out of Ryu, and then you throw out stripling for three, four innings, and then you finish the game with whatever you have left. What do you think about a piggyback starting role? I, I personally, I'm kind of on board to see if it works because they're stripling's good in whatever role you put them in. So what do you think about that? Uh, I think it's an interesting idea. I mean, like you kind of already mentioned, and I'm sure I've mentioned on this podcast, Ryu has looked dominant in the first four innings at times this year. Mm-hmm. And has really like fooled hitters, looked really good, looked like vintage Hunjin Ryu. So maybe, you know, you don't jump on that right away. And we see, you know, maybe, you know, this injury was affecting Hunjin Ryu before we even knew it was affecting him. So you know, maybe we give him an inning or an outing or two just to see, you know, what he's doing and what he's looking like. But, uh, you know, beyond that, I think it's just one of those things where we got to wait and see what's going on with him and uh, move forward. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen there. Um, but I, I'd be on board to, you know, explore different things, see what works, see what doesn't. Um, it's exciting. And speaking of things that don't work, Robbie Ray is off to a very slow start in Seattle. And, um, you know, I haven't really tapped into each of his starts, but looking at his stats as a whole, they're not very good. Um, currently, he holds a two and two record with five starts, uh, 415 ERA. He's pitched 30.1 innings, allowed four home runs already and 14 earned runs. He only has 26 strikeouts in 30.1 innings. Looking at it from the outside with not watching the game, so I could be wrong here, but I believe I've heard that his fastball velocity is starting to tip down a little bit. And I think that probably has a lot to do with it because last year he would set guys up, he would fastball in the zone, you know, slider, uh, hopefully swinging, and then he would either pump in that fastball 97, 98 at the top of the zone or he would get that, uh, especially against righties, would get that slider working um, from obviously, you know, the right to left uh, um, deep motion because he had a nasty slider. Um, so I assume it's maybe a fastball problem, um, but either way, it's tough to see because I was hoping he would be successful in Seattle. Um, but, you know, doesn't look like it's working out too good. What, what do you think about that? And are do you, uh, you going to go catch his start in Toronto? We'll have to wait and see on my work schedule, but, um, you know, it's not surprising that his, his VLO has dropped though, right? Because that's just the way pitchers work once they get older. And it's not like um, Ray was young last year. Yeah, I, I think I think it's just one of those things where it's, you know, as pitchers get older, they have to find new ways to get out batters and they can't just barrel a fastball to pass get someone. That's why I'm so confident in Manoa as a long-term 
you know, great pitchers because he's not even doing that right now. He's finding other ways to strike people out. He's using his secondary pitches, which is really um, confident for me, making me, or sorry, is really making me confident. But I mean, <clears throat> it's hard to say because, like you said, we haven't really been watching him pitch this year. But I think that, you know, it's it's only what what are we four or five starts into the season for most pitchers like yeah I he can obviously turn around he's not I don't think he's a washed up pitcher anymore I don't think that that's the case I just think that you know he's having a little bit of a slow start and that could be partly because of you know um, many things but partly because of the shortened uh, spring training which is affecting a, a bunch of people to be honest so. I don't know. I think it's one of those things where it's obviously he's not pitching to the level that he expected to be, but also that team's not playing to the level that they expected to be at either. I mean, I think they saw themselves as a playoff team and right now they're below 500. They're, um, you know, they're 12 and 14, which obviously isn't the worst start in the world, but it's not a great start. So, you know, that whole team needs to turn it around if they want to be a playoff team. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see what they end up doing, but yeah. I don't know. I think if they want to be successful this year, it's going to come down to whether uh, Robbie Ray and, you know, all those young players that they have in the outfield and around the team can really step up and start playing better. Yeah. And yeah, you hit it on the, on the nose um, to wrap things up. We are going to continue what we started in episode six. We are going to play Wardle. But this time, it is Curtis's turn. Spoiler for Wordle for May 6th, by the way, if you haven't done it already. Oh, yeah. It's facts. Alrighty. Curtis, take her away. What's your first guess? Always start off with Blue Jay. Let's go Jordan Romano. Jordan Romano. Oh, bats right and throws right is correct. Uh, okay, so he's not in the AL East or the... He's not in the AL, probably. So I'm going to go NL. Uh, let's go Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh. Uh, let's go NL. That's right-handed. Hmm. Let's go Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman bats left. So I, fine. I won't. Well, okay. you want to guess that? I already said him? it. I already said it. I already locked it in, so we got to do it. Oh, um, so Within three years of 32. He's American. Yeah. All right. In the NL. Well, let me think. Uh, who's a player? Could be a pitcher. You know what? Um, could be a pitcher. Within 32. Uh, let's go Marcus Stroman. Marcus... Stroman. Oh, he's a starting pitcher. He's in the NL Central. He bats and throws right, and he's American. And he's, oh, I think I know him. I know who it is. He's not on the Cubs. He's American. He's within the age of 31. I think I know. Trying to, actually, trying, to think of, trying to think of NL Central teams right now, to be honest. That's what's. Oh, that, that would be back. to help you out. Cubs. Cardinals, uh, Brewers. Who else is in that division? Um, 
Reds. And there's well, it's not gonna be anyone from the Reds. What's the, oh Pittsburgh. I'm trying to, it's not Adam Wainwright because he's really old. He's like 38. I'm trying to think of another Cardinals pitcher right now. Uh, wait, let me. I'm gonna do. I know this is kind of cheating, but I'm doing quick research to see if this player is actually on this team. Uh, For those who haven't tried, Wardle is very hard, but I, very, I highly encourage you to go play. It's quite fun. It, it expands your knowledge of baseball. It does. This is a lot of dead time, so I will cut this up in the post. Yeah. But um, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an NL Central pitcher. <laughs> That's within the age range of 31. I would have gone uh, John Gray because he pitched, or well, no, Rockies aren't in there. Um, but uh, see, NL is always tough because I don't watch the NL enough. I think I know who it is. Don't, don't be like this. Don't. Uh, let's see. Can you tell me the teams again? Uh, Cubs, Pirates, Reds, Brewers, and uh, 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 Cubs, Pirates, Reds, Brewers, and Cardinals. Isn't Woodruff uh, a lefty? Uh, I think so. I believe so. You know what? Screw it. We'll just put him in. See if it's see if it's the uh, see if it's uh, okay. So it's not Milwaukee. So we're narrowing it down. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Adam Wainwright is way too old for this. Do you want to try it anyway? Yeah, no, he's like 40 years old, I'm pretty sure. No, it's not Adam Wainwright. No, like, I feel like it's someone on the Cardinals. I just don't know who. Uh, let me think. Go for the rotation. Jack Flaherty's too young. I think he's like 27. Uh, who else is on their roster? Think, think, think. Maybe it isn't a cardinal. Even Matt's is there as well. Oh, you're right. You know what? Let's go. Oh, but is this even Matt's lefty? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so that doesn't work. <sighs> okay, so it's not a cardinal, probably. Um, it's not a cardinal. It's not a brewer. It's not a cub. So it's a pirate or a red, which doesn't help me because they're both trash franchises. Um, <laughs> Facts. Jesus, why they have to give me the weird ones? I'm gonna say, you know what? Just because I said it earlier, it's probably gonna be Cincinnati. Okay, I'm gonna guess a Cincinnati pitcher, and just pulling a player out of my ass. That's a pitcher. I'm gonna say uh, Luis Castillo. Luis Castillo, or Cast. I don't know how to pronounce it. I believe that's right. Uh, he's from It's not Cincinnati either. It's got to be St. Louis. Well, no, it could be Pittsburgh. Or Pittsburgh, yeah. And yeah, why did I do that? Because it's supposed to be an American. I'm an idiot. Um, let's go. Okay. I, I, like, okay, could you think of any Pirates pitchers right now? Because I can't think of a single one. Uh, no, not really. Man, screw you, Wordle. This is tough. Wait, so who? Wait, for for reference, you have someone in your head that you thought it was, right? 
I thought it was, um, or I think, or no, no, I thought it was Kyle Hendricks, but uh, he's uh, he's a Cub, so it's not the Cubs. Uh, let's see. You know what? Screw it. Sorry, everyone, for, for disappointing you, but I have to go onto the internet because I have no idea who's on the Pirates. I'm just looking. Is he? No, it wouldn't be him. Um, Mitch Keller, maybe. Yeah, that's what my next guess was going to be. But he's 26, so it can't be Mitch Keller. Well, you can check if it's. Yeah, I guess it's got to be the Cardinals. But we already guessed the Cardinals, didn't we? Nope, Cardinals haven't been guessed yet. Who about the Cardinals is an American around the age of 31? Am I stupid? Man, this this little show we're doing is just proving that I'm stupid, apparently. No. Jeez, who on the Cardinals? Now I can't even make an excuse because they're not a washed-up franchise. Should we try Adam Wainwright? I don't know. It's not, I mean, fuck it. We'll try Adam Wainwright. All right. I don't, think we, I, don't, I, don't th- I don't think we have many guesses left. Okay, so everything is correct except that it's not Adam Wainwright. The age is not right. Except for the fact that it's not right. Everything is right besides the fact that it's not right. Um, oh, I, I, I think I know who it is. Okay, let's see. Using deduction, can I go through? So it's not Adam Wayne, right? It's not uh, Matt's because he's a lefty. Um, it's not, oh, what's, there's a, if you have a young guy that it's not him either. So that's three other pitchers. Who else is in the rotation right now? Uh, I believe the rotation is. It's okay. Don't give it to me. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Um, could be. Uh, Jake, how old's Jake Woodford? Because I know he's on that team. So he's young. He's young though. I I remember his baby face. He's too young for that. Uh, I'm sorry. This this segment's pretty bad because I'm going really slow here. It's a tough, it's tough. Mine was tough last week too. It's a freaking relief pitcher on the Angels. I don't who the hell is the starting pitcher? Who the hell's the starting pitcher on um uh, that's around that age? Do you want a hint? Sure. He wears a number between 30 and 50. Oh, um, that does not help me. Because uh, I'm pretty sure most of the starting pitchers do that. Okay, I'll narrow it down a little bit more. Between 35 and 45. Dakota Hudson, maybe? I'm now, I'm, I'm now just like, yeah, screw it. Guess Dakota Hudson, because I'm just looking at the roster at this point, and I have no idea. Hey, oh, well, yeah, well that was your idea. last guess. Who is it? Miles? Miles Mikolas. He's their number one starter this year. Oh, I have no idea who that is. 
All right. I don't feel bad about that. It's a tough one. I, I would that would have taken me forever as well. But regardless, Curtis finished week two of Wardle, which is it was I really feel, fun. Wait, did you get it right last week? I forget. It, it took me forever. So we're kind of O and O, both of us. Or O and one, I guess. Um wow, we're just showing off our great baseball knowledge. Well, it, it takes a lot to narrow it down to the team. So I think that in itself is pretty, pretty impressive, pretty fun. Um, I, was, I was impressed that I just out of the hat, I'm like, oh, he's probably a pitcher. <laughs> I was like, then I was like, okay, from that point on, is signing oh, a right handed pitcher in the NL. Ooh. Yeah, it, it's tough to figure out, but um, I think I think that uh, transitions, transitions us into plug time. So, Curtis, you can uh, take it away there, my friend. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things going on with the NHL right now, NHL playoffs. So, make sure to check that out. Uh, we had a lot of NHL playoff previews come out last week, so check those out, including one of mine, which was covering the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers. Shout out, Penguins are going to win the series. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter that we have our third goalie in right now. We will win this series. Uh, it's 1-1 right now, so everyone who doesn't have a, a team in the playoffs right now, hop on the Penguins bandwagon. Uh, it's the last dance. Uh, let's see them hoist another cup. Let's go. Go, Penguins, go. And also, and my segment i'm not even gonna plug my socials because you know at this point uh screw the panthers you lost in game one to washington you're you're a fuck up franchise bye-bye all right I'm what done. we won game two so it's fine um five one two kick their bums anyways um yeah you still lost to washington yeah that was that was a tough loss the mckenzie Weger bad giveaway icing should happen there's a whole thing anyways um for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Prosick Tyler, uh, P-R-O-C-Y-K Tyler, and then follow me on Instagram at T-Prosick underscore. Um, as for OTL, awesome, fun stuff, obviously check out all the other podcasts we have going on. There's a lot now, so I'm not going to plug all of them, but go check them all out. Um, also, Matt Petitchney is returning to the baseball section, which I'm very happy about, and he is uh, releasing an article within the coming days. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, Hopefully it is out. Um, you know, the Leafs are playing a lot lately, and that guy's a diehard Leafs fan, so we'll see when this gets out. Um, but it will in the coming days. So please uh, go check that out. It's a rising star of Al Manoa, um, little little article that he wrote. Um, and it's pretty good. I read it so far. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, other than that, yeah, there's, you know, the NFL draft just happened. I'm sure Robert has, you know, stuff here and there coming out. And shout out to Fed and his brother. Uh, Fed's brother got drafted, uh, Fed of OTL, by the way, uh, to Anthony Federico, I think is how you say his last name, pretty sure. Um, He was drafted from Queens to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, um, which is awesome to see, you know, go Tiger Cats. Um, But yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, yeah, Curtis just roared. Yeah, well, that's how my Friday (laughs) starts. Um, So yeah, that's basically it um that's going to do it for us this week we want to want to remind all of you to like and subscribe to this podcast you can find us on spotify and apple podcasts and make sure to check us out on social media at otl sports ca on twitter and instagram and go check out our latest articles on www.overlinesports.ca and check out the youtube channel overline sports entertainment um yeah that's that's it you know have a good day some people think i'm crazy i think i'm amazing that I can do I know that they judge me Don't care, get some
I love my heart.